Welcome to Have Hope Will Travel. I'm your host, Katie Axelson. A couple years ago, back when we were allowed to travel, I went to the country of Jordan. And it was a rainy, chilly night in Jordan, and so there wasn't much that we could do. The northerner in me came out, and I, of course, saw a rainy, chilly night as the perfect opportunity to sit in the hot tub. Oh, it was delightful to have the cold rain falling on your face and your body warm from the heated hot tub. But the hot tub closed, like, really early, and the guy wanted to go home. He was, like, trying to show me the clock to tell me how much time we had, but his numbers were um, Arabic numbers. And I was like, I can't read that. Just tell me when to get out, and I'll gladly do it um, because his shift was over. And so then I had to go back to my hotel room, and my roommate was watching this documentary on how Internet travels across the world. And it was fascinating. Do you know how Internet travels across the world? If you thought it was like the cloud in the air, like telephone signals, you'd be wrong. It's actually at the bottom of the ocean. The documentary I was watching had like giant tubes at the bottom, like on the ocean floor, at the bottom of the ocean. When I googled it today to see if this information was actually accurate, it said it was like smaller tubes, like the size of a uh, soda can. But either way, internet travels across the world on the ocean floor. It's installed by a robot. I learned that today, too. Unreliable internet sources to the rescue. I bring that up to tell you. This interview, today's interview, was recorded a couple months ago, back when Australia was in a COVID lockdown. And let's think about how internet travels all the way across the world and marvel at how internet travels all the way across the world and forget that this was the time when I was having internet issues at my house. So yes, the internet quality of this conversation is not ideal, but when you think about it having to travel all the way from Australia to Minnesota, it's quite impressive. If you are not impressed that internet goes all the way from Australia to Minnesota, you are more than welcome to read the transcript. Every episode is fully transcribed. You can find those always at katieaxelson.com, and there's a link in the show notes for you to enjoy. If you don't want to hear sometimes crackly internet and sometimes some background noises. I'll also remind you that this episode was recorded a few months ago while Australia was in lockdown. We hold stories sacred here at Have Hope Will Travel and trying to decide which story needs to be released in what order is something that we put a lot of intentionality in. And so sometimes that means we sit on episodes for a while before they get released. So Chris's story seemed like a great fit for Women's History Month, even though some of the things that she talks about are a little bit dated because Australia is no longer on lockdown. So I think those are all of my disclaimers. Love you. Time for the show. Welcome to Have Hope Will Travel. I'm your host, Katie Axelson. And today we're here with my new friend, Chris Badra. Chris is from India. She currently lives in Australia. She's here to educate us a little bit about South Asian culture. So Chris, welcome to the show. Hello, Katie, and thank you so much for having me. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well, thanks. How are you? Not too bad. Thank you, thank you. It's, it's been an honor to come up and speak on your platform. Let me just address that first. Yeah, I am so glad that you're here. I'm excited to get to learn from you, and I'm glad that we were able to work it out with the time change. You're in Australia, so it's Sunday morning for you, and it's Saturday night for me, which is super fun. And, but yeah, thank you for having me. All right, what do you have in store cool. for me? So I would love to get to know you a little bit more since you're a new friend, both for me and for our listeners. Tell us a little bit about who you are and um, what your life has looked like. This is always a very heavy question when you come on to answering it. <laughs> Uh, without boring your listeners. So I'm, I'm Chris Padra, as Katie correctly um, put me on the show. Um, I am originally from New Delhi, India, but I've been in Melbourne ever since the March of 2013. 
So uh, a PhD scholarship brought me to Melbourne. Since then, Melbourne is home, no complaints, except for the winters that Melbourne has. It's very chilly, but it doesn't snow, thankfully. Oh, nice. So, yeah, so it doesn't, otherwise I would have just packed my bag very nice. <laughs> I can't just take snow for. Um, um, post uh, PhD, I've been involved in just postdoctoral research and projects. Uh, that's the academic side of things. Personally, uh, I'm a trained Indian contemporary dancer. I write, so I have a blog, which I've been mm-hmm. kind of, up since 2015 or so mm-hmm. lately i've started podcasting myself so it's been a year that we are into podcasting and that's about me i just kind of talk about things that i like to question and i believe everyone should have the fundamental right to question what they think is right and wrong that's pretty and I'm, I'm a horrible cook so that's pretty much me in a nutshell <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not that you're a horrible cook, but you sound very, very smart. <laughs> a horrible cook is awesome too because um, I want to learn, but I really <laughs> can never learn. So I've just addressed myself as the horrible cook for life. So oh, <laughs> it's good to recognize your strengths and your not so strengths, right? Exactly. So let's chat a little bit about South Asian culture. And uh, mm-hmm. women are taught to be very self servient, self servient. Um, what does that mean or what does that look like in everyday life? Um, the basic meaning, Katie, of self-subservience is when you are told to kind of always listen to the other person who rules the rules, right? Who's kind of the male, the man in the house. Mm-hmm. In everyday life, we are living in 21st century, but our conditioning, our mental conditioning has been such that it's taking us and by us, I mean the women, right? It's taking us years and ages to come out of that mindset and to believe that, no, we don't have to bow down to anyone. We can be the man of the house too. We can be the man in lives too. So it's it's that everyday battle, even in little, little things, right? So that's what I, when you and I had a chat, I thought this will be a great topic because I know major Western communities and economies, they have this equality. At least pseudo equality is coming up, but mm-hmm. South Asia, it'll take us a lot more time where each and every woman can stand up for herself and say that, look, I really don't need a man to bow down to. I'm quite mm-hmm. happy. So that's what, if that answers your question, that yeah. is what I speak for. That. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Why is it going to take so much longer in South Asia? Because the patriarchy is not ready to leave the chair, asking mm-hmm. if I can answer that. The men are just too egoistic and they cannot take the fact that, oh, a woman is going to have her say over me or a woman is mm-hmm. at equality in the household. It, because to them, that position gives them the power, right? And when somebody's challenging that position, they feel insecure. This is my view, right? Yeah. That's what's taking us time and ages and years to come out of it. Like, even I am single up until this point and whenever I'm talking to someone on the basis of you know I'm meeting someone for date or whatever I'm very upfront with my views and I tell them look to have a child or not is completely my right because even though I get married to you or if I'm in a partnership with you I am having the baby right it's my body is going through the changes so a lot of men don't take that easily it's like why is it your say Mm. I have a say and I said no you don't it's a woman's body. 
she's taking out having the child in her womb for nine months it's her right at the end of the day so these things you know all these things flow in a loop and the men feel questioned and that is why it's taking time sure so this has existed for generations for centuries really are there any ways when it's been helpful to the culture Ask me, Katie, I don't think there's any ways. How can, how can putting down one gender be helpful to culture? And if you see the bigger picture, woman is someone who holds the family together, right? South Asia comes from a point of view where we give very importance to the family structure. Mm-hmm. Woman binds that structure. She looks after the children. She looks after the kitchen. How can you expect the society to grow even when you're constantly putting one gender down? And I'm not even talking about LGBT right now. That's mm-hmm. a whole different game. Yes. It's just talking about males and females. Yep. If one hand is all the time down, mm-hmm. it's not even in the face. It's always uneven. It's always skewed towards mm-hmm. one gender. And you can't expect growth in those times, can you? No, not at all. I agree with you. I don't think it's helpful. I was hoping that maybe there was some redeeming quality, but I didn't expect one. No, I, I, they're my views. Maybe listeners might have differing views, but I'm happy to have a chat with them. If they ever reach out to you, say, oh, Katie, I didn't agree with her. (laughs) I'm more than happy to have that. Awesome. That could be a very entertaining, spicy conversation. (laughs) So what are the ways that you are confronting this? One is I stand up for myself. And thankfully, my parents have given me that voice and the space and the liberty to kind of be myself. As I mentioned, this little example of having a child, I've very clearly told my parents and any man I meet that this is at the end of the day, my decision because it's my body, right? The other way that I'm trying to give back to the society is in my podcast. So I bring up all these topics that question the South Asian tactics, the dynamics. Mm. I encourage the women to come up and speak. The more they come up and speak, I feel they ha- feel that confidence in the voice and in their stories. Mm-hmm. And also been there have been a few areas where also challenged and questions um rape in marriages like in south in india yeah. it's not a legal crime which oh, wow. is unfortunate yeah. but been talking about that also so these are my little ways of trying mm-hmm. to help to the society i know it's it's a long shot because i by myself you know it's, it's a country of a billion people in yeah. general situation it's a lot of refurbishing so as much as i can try i can try talking and keep the communication going. This is my bit of doing my best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Have you noticed a significant change now living in Australia versus growing up in India? Yes, I do. I do. The, the best part that I love about um, this place is people don't judge, right? You're mm-hmm. free. As long as you're not out there committing a criminal offense, people actually don't judge you. You can wear anything. You can do anything. And that's for me, it's like, you know, coming out of that closeted mindset because back home when I was there up till year 12, or no, I was in India up until uh, my master's, not my family, but all other people around me, they were hell bent on judging you and they mm. will judge you for no reason and blah, blah, blah. Here it doesn't happen. Uh, so that was one good thing. The other thing is right now when I see other women my age in India, the, the next youth in India, or South Asia, maybe in general, they are coming out, they're trying to raise their voice, they're questioning, which is a great move ahead. Mm-hmm. We have right to question things. Only then we can, you know, uh, aim for a positive growth. That's yeah. 
how I see it. Yeah, absolutely. So as a American woman, I've got a totally different culture, though I'm noticing some similar themes. Um, what do you wish that other cultures understood about, about what your culture has shown? Very, very um, loaded question. <laughs> it is a loaded one. It is, it is. Um, see, the thing that I respect about my culture is that, um, you know, we have a long tradition of culture. We have a lot of cultural heritage. And when I, so as I mentioned before, I'm a trained dancer. When I put out my performances, people appreciate it. And that is what I want to bring out more, that our culture, our heritage, we have a lot to throw on the plate when it comes to sharing our arts and literary values, right? That is one thing. We do place importance on the family structure, but I think this topic becomes personal after a point because every society, every culture has built up in a different way. But that importance of, of familial structure up until, you know, when your children are at least 16 or something, that's something good to kind of think about. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's about yeah. it. No, that's good. How can I, as someone from a different culture, be supportive, honor, and respect you and your culture and your views that may be different than your culture? You've already done that, Katie, by agreeing to have me on your show. So that's a huge form of encouragement and respect towards the issues I might be speaking on behalf of all the women who are facing out there. So you've already done a big step because each one of your listeners, they are sitting in the States or UK, wherever, mm -hmm. they are, if they can even connect by 1% to the issues a woman is facing in rural South Asia or even mm -hmm. urban Asia. I think that's a big leap. And for that, all thanks to you and your podcast for having me. So you've done your part. I can't thank you enough for that. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And I'm glad that you're here because it's fun to get to cross cultures and learn different things about different cultures. Okay. If listeners want to learn more, do you know of any good resources that they could read or ways they could start conversations with people in their lives? Um, I'm happy to share some links with you uh, and just pass them on. Or if they want to talk to me, I'm happy to share my social media handles or my Gmail, wherever they can reach me. And yeah, this conversation needs to be had and I'll be more than happy to be a part of it at any point of time. Awesome. We will put those links in the show notes. And I was going to ask you later, but let's ask it now. Where can we find you online? All right. I'm on Facebook as Chris Malika Bhadra. So my middle name spells as M-A-L-L-I-K-A. -L -L That's Malika Bhadra. I'm on Instagram as Chris Bhadra. And um, yeah, I'm just on Facebook and Instagram. Okay. So it's easy to find me. Yeah. And then you got a podcast and a blog? I do, I do. Uh, so my podcast is called Coconut Chats. So coconut is just the food that we have and chats. We are on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram with the same name. And my blog is called uh, Musings of an Unsettled Soul, which is on Word. So uh, I'll, if you're happy, I'll give you the links and Definitely. you can do whatever you want to do with them. Yep, we will put them all in the show notes so people can connect more easily. Thank you. Yeah. What have I not asked you that yet that you want to talk about? Oh, if we start talking about issues, it will be <laughs> Sunday morning and my Sunday night. So <laughs> this is just the umbrella view that I showed you, Katie, about the yeah. issues out of women having to face issues. Again, having said that, I'm mindful of the fact that even men have issues. They want mm. to talk about it. 
but the issues for women are so many right somewhere it just covers up men again i'm not being hurtful or i'm not being mean to any men out there i totally understand their point of view but women have been facing this brunt for like time immemorial right and now there is needs to be more empathy for the lgbtqia community as well so those are these are like numerous things that we need to talk about um issues every person is facing these days mental health um women facing domestic violence their mental health is all over the roof and what do they do to address it because you can't go out of the house there are women back in south asia they don't even work right mm-hmm. so they are dependent on their partner and if the partner is where do you go so they're like the thorough of questions so this, i just give you the helicopter view but if you look deep down many things to address yeah have you noticed that it's changing or is it still feel, feel pretty stuck there are two views to this again or if the holistic view yes south asia is emerging the new youth is very vocal radical to change they're speaking on but if you start pinning down right in each of the household how do you and i know what's going behind closed doors right mm-hmm. yeah. and same even if you take a modern household suburban or a rural household you never know what's going behind closed doors so mm-hmm. very difficult question but yes that awareness needs to be had and that position of authority needs to be questioned that since you're a man why do you get to have that unanimous authority over the woman mm. where quality in the relationship yeah how can we start having these conversations with people in our lives just like you and i are having a conversation the more we talk out the more we reach out to people and ask them what's going on are they do like one thing one question that i see a lot of people ask here but a lot of people don't ask back in those countries is how are you doing right mm-hmm. it's a very question back there but here we are actually concerned about each other's mental health considering melbourne is in lockdown we know people are suffering due to mental health but back in south asia first is your work hour work hours are chaotic it's all over the place and nobody really wants to ask are you doing okay mm. this after we everybody has gone into that mental health can just fly out the window nobody cares so these little conversations can happen when just people casually sit over tea coffee whatever how are you doing what's going on what i can i do to help something like that mm. just take coffee or tea yeah Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. It all starts with a conversation and it all starts with knowing where the other person is to be able to, to support them, to encourage them, to, to provide whatever it is that they need in that particular conversation. Because even if, even if you look into their men's mindsets, Katie, who have this patriarchal mindset, if you look down into their psychology, you will find that either they have come from a broken household mm-hmm. or they there's something that have given them that mindset that oh woman has to be treated like that so even that person is coming from area of pain or yeah. that was not right so these conversations can help us make the first step and i'm very hopeful of these conversations so yeah yes definitely it sounds like your family has been super supportive of this tell us a little bit more about that uh, i'm the only child of my parents so uh, ever since i was in school high school my mom had this view that you have to go overseas for your higher education right mm. because you need to see the world just because you're an only child we will never stop you from exploring your life and your thoughts and your dreams that happened i flew down here 
although I share everything with them, like even I'm 34, we have pretty smooth conversations happening home in the household. I share everything, but they have given me that liberty. They know whatever I'm doing is right. And when it comes to meeting men, I tell them that I'm meeting this person, meet that person, but in the end, it's my shot. So my dad is clear with me that, you know, because it, I'll give you a bit of a South Asian perspective. You know, we have these two kinds of marriages, arranged marriages and love mm -hmm. marriage. I don't know how much you are aware of this arranged marriage stuff, but then the families arrange the marriage, right? Mm -hmm. so, always like, we are never going to pressurize you. It's your call. It's your life. Do whatever you want to do with it. So they've just made sure that I can always reach out to them for a very easy conversation without having to think twice that, oh, they are my parents. What are they going to think about it? Mm -hmm. This whole liberty, I'm always grateful for, Katie, because I've seen a lot of women my age, they still don't have it. Yeah. So I'm very thankful to them. Yeah, you're lucky in that regard. Is your extended family supportive as well, or is that different dynamics? I think <laughs> extended family everywhere has the same story, Katie. <laughs> I can't be bothered as long as my immediate family, and my immediate family is my mom, my dad, mm -hmm. my mom and my grandma my mom's mother they are my meat they're all that I have as long as they are happy as long as I have them on the same page and I make it out that's all I care extended family can take a backseat <laughs> that's a good perspective because we all have an extended family member that we don't agree with right so one of the questions that we always ask on the show that's just kind of a fun one is if you could be any inanimate object what would you be and why these fun questions uh, put me in a spot. <laughs> Inanimate object. Mm -hmm. I would be a book. Ooh, why? What, for one, I love reading. So, And two, I think that any book that you pick, right, it has the ability of transporting you into another world, into another dimension. For those 500-odd pages, you're not... Katie, you are that character. So I would love to be a book or I love to be a novel where the reader just immerses himself or herself or themselves into me and I can take them into a better place. It's so funny that you pick a book and for that exact reason, because it's Saturday here. And so I've been reading all day this novel that I am so deep in and like 15 minutes before our conversation started, I was like, I have got to put this down so I can focus on Chris. And like, I know one of the main characters is about to die and I'm like right at the end and I'm just ready to finish it. And I was like, I've got to stop. I've got to pause. I'm reading a book called Eve by William Paul Young. Um, mm -hmm. It's a Christian book, but it's based off of the story of creation and it's totally alternate reality as a, I'm a trained writer. And they told us in writer school, like, a good book is one that you read and then you have to read the first 75% of again. And from like chapter one, I was like, I'm going to have to read this again. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm going to go finish it. Yeah. It's taking you to a good world. Yeah. So um, anything else we haven't chatted about? Now I'm loving this conversation. I wish we could do more of this, but yeah, this, this has been super helpful. And I only wish that I haven't bored you or your listeners out there and they have something to take away from this. And uh, I'm not saying South Asia is a horrible, bad place. It's a good place. Mm -hmm. It needs a refurbishing and changes. Yeah. And it's time we do it now. Yeah. 
No, that's such a good point. And, and it's not a horrible place at all. I've been to, I haven't been to South Asia, but I have been to Asia and there are aspects of it that I absolutely love. I've got a really close friend who's from India. She had an arranged marriage actually. Um, and so I've gotten to taste Indian culture literally. Um, but there's so much more to learn and there's so much more to grow and to change always. Everywhere, everywhere. I think the whole world is a very, um, it's an amazing place. Mm -hmm. It's just us human beings who kind of put it down by doing things that are not desirable. So let's just try to go away and do things that are more sustainable. Yeah, no, that's good. What are some more sustainable things that we can do? I have views that, uh, all right, I am not blindly religious, Katie. So mm-hmm. um, I'll come from that perspective just sure. to give you a Absolutely. Uh, one thing that is not sustainable to me is when people start getting into this religious divide. Mm. When we were born, when you were born, I was born, all right, the only thing dividing you from me maybe was the skin color, which is again, not a divisive factor, but why were you and I different, Mm. right? The skin, the bone, flesh, everything is the same. Then why were we tagged with this religion, that class, that race? So I don't think these divisions are sustainable. Mm. And if you look at the recent happenings, religion is only dividing. Mm. The other thing that is sustainable is we need to look into productive, uh, I mean, sustainable procreation. I know families are meant to come together, the next step is half to second generation, but it's time we need to start to have a think about, are we procreating in a positive manner? Is it helping the world? Because what world am I leaving my child into? Something that can breathe, something that's running out of oxygen. Is it a very sustainable move? And the biggest thing to talk about is gender inclusiveness. Everybody needs to be treated fairly and climate change. People, I can't stress enough, but climate change is happening right now. Yeah, those are all good. It's always fun to get to hear perspectives from other people in other places because our life stories are totally different, but there's a lot that you just said when you're talking about sustainability that I was like, yeah, I a hundred percent agree with that. I agreed. Yeah. There are differences in, in where we were born and that makes our cultures different. And a lot of times our religions different, but at the same time, like you're still a human being. I'm still a human being. We're both single women in our thirties. Like we both, I don't have a PhD, I have a master's, but like, we're both relatively educated. And so it's a chance to, what is the common ground here? And then how does it, what does it look like to respect you, to honor you and to help other people in the whole world move forward? Exactly. Exactly. So even though we are religious, you might be religious. I'm Mm -hmm. saying I might, but we can stop that from dividing us. Yes. Only if we take control of how much religious we have to be, do we really have to follow the doctrines blindly to the point that I'm creating that internal divide? Or do we take it sensibly forward? That yes, I have my faith, I have my belief, but that human being is superior to all of that. That human being is what we respecting, not what background he comes from, actually. If I respect the person, if I respect you, I'll be respecting your upbringing, your faith. Everything comes in a package. That's how I see. Yeah, that's exactly what Have Hope Will Travel is all about, right? Getting to hear different perspectives, getting to virtually travel since, especially since we can't literally travel right now and getting to hear different voices and getting to know, oh, I understand now better. I don't just have an opinion on this particular issue. 
but I actually know how to support an individual who's living this life situation. Awesome. Well, Chris, thank you so much for your time today. This has been so positive, so encouraging, so educational. I really appreciate it. I have you to thank for this. You made my Sunday morning, afternoon, evening. <laughs> thank you for letting me be on your show and letting me speak on something that, you know, it's very close to me. So thank you, Katie. Thank you so much. Definitely. As always, big thanks for listening. I know the internet on this one was not ideal. So thank you for marveling with me at the soda can internet from the bottom of the ocean, bringing this episode to you from Australia to Minnesota to wherever it is that you are listening to it. And hey, wherever you are listening to this, can you go ahead and hit the subscribe button on Have Hope Will Travel? It would mean a lot if you would also leave a rating and a review. That's how other guests know that it is safe to share their story here. It's how we can bring in people like Chris who are willing to share diverse perspectives, She challenged me in a lot of things that I had never thought about before, and I am so grateful for it. I hope that you are grateful as well. Be sure to explore some of those resources that she mentioned. They are all linked in the show notes. And connect with her if you have follow-up questions or just want to say thank you for sharing and taking the time to share with us. I would love to connect with you as well if we haven't already. That's katieaxelson.com is my internet house. Plus, you can find me on Instagram at katieaxelson and Facebook katieaxelsonwriter. Thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate the time that you have given me to be able to learn and hear a new story. Know that you are loved. Know that you are blessed. Know that we will see you again in two weeks. Bye-bye.